were definitely like your typical toxic couple back then, like going back and forth, arguing, social media blow ups. And I feel like we all have to come to a point where like you just get tired of your own stuff. Like <laughs> I had reached that point where I was like, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired of. Hey, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Sis Stop Sulking podcast. I am your host, Miss Tasha Talks Life, and today I have a very special guest with me today. This is the first guest of season two, so super excited for that. So I'm going to have her introduce herself before we get right into it. Yeah, so hello, you guys. Um, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here to speak with you all. Um, and Tasha, just before we get started, I want to thank you. Um, for this opportunity to speak um, to your audience. I really appreciate you and everything that you're doing out here. Um, so hello again, my name is Tari Kaya Allen Butler and I'm a wife, I'm a mom of three, I'm an educator, a fellow podcast host, an author and entrepreneur. So I have a side business called Kaya's Cookies where I bake cookies for my community and serve kindness to them. So. That's, you know, my little side hustle that I have going on. Um, and I just really have a strong passion for teaching millennial moms how to balance self-care and care for their families without feeling overwhelmed. Because when it comes to mom life, there's like so many pieces, so many parts that goes along with it, that um, it can be overwhelming. And I'm just all about, you know, teaching moms strategies and best ways to balance it all and handle it all with grace without losing themselves in motherhood. Um, Cause I've definitely experienced that. Um, I was a teen mom with my first child. So there were a lot of obstacles I faced in regards to motherhood. Um, some things that I didn't even realize were obstacles. You know, I just felt like, oh, this is just how things are. So I'm a girl's girl. I'm all about empowering women, um, giving them advice, um, and sharing information that's helping me. I'm definitely not somebody that withholds information, even something as simple as like a shirt. If you think my shirt is cute, sis, I'm gonna tell you where to get it from. Like right. I'm not one to withhold information. So I'm just, you know, out here trying to um, help all of us win in this motherhood journey. Yes, I love that. So as you can see, that is why I invited you and actually to be here because we align in that way because this podcast is all about and helping women to, you know, change their life, change their behaviors with simple tweaks to their health and self-care goals and all things women empowerment, because we are so much more than just, you know, moms, wives, we have so many titles, so many roles that navigating through those can sometimes be a lot. And it's important for those that may have a formula or may have a strategy or a couple of steps ahead to help and let other women know that, okay, we can get through this. We can do this. So I absolutely love that. And also you're going to have to share with you the cookie thing. Like what, give us a little bit more about that a little later. Of course. In your journey and sharing, you said like you was a teen mom and I resonate with that. And you also said like, you know, there was a point where, you know, God, like you had to get, get into like the self-care and do that. So you tell us a little bit more about that journey. Yes, so definitely. Um, so I had my first son when I was 17 with my husband now. We're high school sweethearts, three kids in later. 
Um, but we were definitely like your typical toxic couple back then, like going back and forth, arguing, social media blow ups. <laughs> and I feel like we all have to come to a point where like you just get tired of your own stuff. Like <laughs> I had reached that point where I was like, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired of, you know, facing these same situations and struggles and complications like there has to be a better way. So I felt like God started leading me to um, certain resources and connecting me with people who were able to help me like see my struggles and see my blind spots and why I was the way that I was. Um, and one of the biggest things that I realized is like those generational patterns. I feel like, you know, us as millennials, well, we are real heavy on, you know, breaking generational curses. And, you know, even though it's a hot topic, there's work that goes in behind it, right? It's you looking at your family patterns, looking at your mama, your siblings, your grandparents, and making those connections like, okay, I be tripping sometimes too, the same way they do, or I, you know, react this way to cer certain situations the way that they do. So once I started, you know, putting those pieces together, it was just like this huge revelation moment to me of like, okay, you have picked up some toxic habits over time that are not healthy for um, your relationship with your child. And I will say as a teen, like when it came to motherhood, I felt like as long as he had food to eat, somewhere to live and clothes to wear, like I was good. But I realized that, you know, parenting is so much more. Those are like the three basic needs of a child, right? And I felt like we were lacking intimacy. But that was something that I realized um, with my family pattern that I lack intimacy with my parents. And it was kind of showing up in my relationship with him. So I'm definitely grateful for the people and the resources God connected me to to you know, bring that moment to revelation to me and help us to better build our relationship. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, as you're talking, I'm thinking like, so for me, I, I had my, my son was, um, I was 21. I was in college. I was 20 and I turned 21 when I had him. But I just remember like in my journey, we literally grew up together. Right. And then mm -hmm. you think about fast forward, the, the getting back to your family patterns and getting back to you know, because a lot of this stuff is generational, right? Like you said, so my parents, there's no question, hands down, my parents loved me, right? But they didn't say it and they didn't show it in, in intimacy, like in hugs and kisses and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I have two sets. My oldest son is um, 21 and then my two little ones are nine and seven. And even in my growth and in my journey, I'm so di I was so different. Like my son could tell you, there's no way my mama didn't love me. My mama didn't instill this thing. But I try to break that curse with him, but even more so now with these two, right? And I love up on them. And yeah, they're boys and I'm a boy mom. And I do have my moments where I'm like, let's, you know, whatever, because sports. Mm -hmm. and, but also I want them to tap into their softer side. And I want them to know it's okay to need a hug. It's okay to cry. It's okay to, but for those women, like for me, I know you said that you, you came across people that, helped you or you know supported you for me it was almost like a tugging right it was almost like this cannot you know I went from from two from a family of three to a family of five in less than two years right and it was just like everything and everybody came before myself and I was feeling like this is just not the way right and I started digging and searching but for for the women that 
maybe feeling how, how we felt and maybe feeling and but they just don't know they just don't know what's the next step or whatever when you how, how did you find those women or those people or how did that come about where you was like okay somebody's here to support into me or to hold me accountable or you know whatever that is how, how did what was that like yeah, so um, I would definitely say when I was a teen, um, and I don't, you know, condone teen pregnancy, but, you know, it's my story, it's what it is. Once I had my son, for whatever reason, that was like the fire I needed under me for some type of motivation to get my stuff together. Um, and that's just honestly speaking. I will say before him, I was very, like, not focused on my future, my education. Like, I wasn't thinking about college or anything. So once I had my son, it was like that fire I needed, like, hey, you got somebody to take care of. You need to start figuring out what's going on for your future. So um, while all of my friends were getting ready to go to four-year colleges, I decided to go to a community college um, in my local town. And I did have some regrets about that, like, oh, everybody's going off while I'm here. But being planted in that season, like just looking back on that now, it was like I was exactly where I needed to be. And God started to put the people in my life that I needed, um, the connections that I needed, the information that I needed, where I was able to see like, okay, there's a, a different world out here. There's a bigger world than what I'm experiencing in these four walls of my house, which was just toxicity, <laughs> right? A lot of mental health issues, a lot of toxicity. So. I will say my first step of deciding to go to school um, is where I kind of was planted in that environment where it was like my eyes were open to more information. And as a fellow educator, I feel like that's why it's so important for our children to be involved in literature, for teachers to show up for them, for parents to be involved in their education, because education does open up this whole new world um, to us. So I will say that was like a huge motivating piece for me. Um, and some of the ladies that I got to work with, I was able to see an example of women with, you know, some grace to themselves, women with some business about themselves that looked like me, um, that were making six figures and doing all these things. And I was like, okay, okay, I see this new world. I see the possibilities that are out there. Um, which helped me to tap into my um, talents that I had. I've always been a speaker. I've always got in trouble for talking in school. <laughs> um, I'm actually a speech therapist. So it's like, okay, Tari, you got this gift here, but you just have to figure out how to hone that gift into something positive. Hence the podcast platform and me being a mom coach and speaking and teaching and you know teaching people and talking to people in a way that they can relate to and that makes sense to them. So I would definitely say me being in education and being planted and surrounded by those people was that catalyst I needed. Yeah, I love that. That is that is that is dope because again, representation matters, right? Yeah. And like for me, I seen uh entrepreneur, I worked for, I was okay, let me see. My son was about three or four, and I was in the, um, I'm a licensed cosmetologist, right? So that's like in my, that was my first career. And I worked for this woman and she was a boss, okay? She played no games and she taught me, she was my mentor. She taught me hair care. She taught me all of that. But most importantly, she was a single mom too, you know? And she taught me how, she was only about 10 years older than me. 
but like just making it work, not making excuses. And looking at that now, at back then I didn't see it for that, but I just knew that that is she's dope and she's doing it and yeah. she's not making excuses and you know and she's driving this car and her house is by, in her own name and just mm-hmm. and it's not about the material thing it's just about the drive mm-hmm. and the mindset right and so that helped me to be like okay so there was a time when my son was going to the daycare from nine to nine because mm-hmm. I was going to school and work and I had to I had to do that and it some there was times I had guilt and I felt like I wasn't mm-hmm. worthy and I felt like you know like oh my god an imposter syndrome you can't do this you you know and so I want to talk I want to shift a little bit into thinking about like our, the mindset and how do we navigate although we have all of these things that was designed right because it God's plan is what it is right but we had to go through these certain things to get to a certain place and along that way there were things that are that come in our head yeah we have people on the outside but I think more importantly is the inside because once you get to a point where you know who you are now you're just fighting against yourself and your thoughts not what other people on the outside think of you or say about you and some people do struggle with that but I'm grateful that I have that part down where it's like okay you know what I mean but myself like sometimes it's just me where I'm just like I gotta like literally look in the mirror like insecure and talk to myself like girl you know, so just struggling, we're going to shift just to struggling with like imposter syndrome or combating it or strategies. Like, what is your take on that? Yeah, so I definitely can relate to everything that you um just shared. So I will say this kind of goes back to what I shared at the beginning. Like, you have to have your relationship with God. For, you have to know who he is first. Knowing mm-hmm. who he is lets you know who you are. And once you know who you are, then you're able to pour and give to everybody else. Like the the order matters, (laughs) y'all. It really matters. And um, that's actually something I've been talking about with my audience is like how God is a God of order and organization and with intention. So like we just shared those seasons, I can relate. I was in a season of going to school um, in the morning and then getting off and going to work from one to 10, two to 11, like certain seasons are for a reason so one thing I would say is always look for the lesson in the season Mm -hmm. there is always a lesson and that's not some fake positivity whatever there's literally always a lesson um even if you're failing if things are not going right if your things are messing up or even if you're succeeding and things are going your way what what lessons can I pull from this how is God speaking to me in this season what is he trying to get me to see either in myself or through somebody else or through the situation, like always look for the lesson in that season. When I look back on those one to 10, two to 11 shifts, it showed me a uh, consistency and tenacity, like to go to school, get off and go to work for those long hours. And I experienced mom guilt as well. Cause it was like, dang, I ain't even seen my baby all day. You know, when we get home, it's time for bath and bed and we're just doing it all over again. And then you feel guilt because when you do get some time to chill, you don't feel like playing and jumping and running and, you know, doing all the the things with your kid, but you know, in the back of your mind that you should. So I just realized that, you know, that season played a purpose and it was for a reason. Um, And I can relate to you as well. I have a six and two year old. So I just see how I was a different woman for my 13 year old son versus my six-year-old daughter versus my two-year-old son. 
Um, and I've dealt with some mom guilt with that, but really just that relationship with God and knowing who you are and knowing that the Holy Spirit is helping you and assisting you, like all of that matters in order for you to make it through this life. I don't want to say with ease, but with grace. I would yeah, say that with grace. That's like, it's not yeah. like, oh, this is just so easy. Yeah. But when issues do come up, it's like you have the tools that you need, right? To take a second and pause, to observe, to ask questions, to make adjustments. Like you're you're more clear on your decision-making instead of going into this woe is me, sulking, um, negative self-talk, and I'm never going to, and blah, blah, blah. You know, like that's all the work of the enemy to keep you stuck in that position when God is saying, do it while you're hurt. You know, do it while yeah. you're crying. Do it while oh you're upset. Because yes. there's a bigger a bigger picture that we don't see his ways are higher than our ways. So that's something that um, helps me to push through and, and have that confidence to move. Yeah. And just, to, and that's great. And just to add to that, I feel like when you're in a point where it, where you are, woe is me, or you feel like the odds are against you. I think it really like to really put it in perspective, you have to literally stop, right? You have to stop and just don't like, I always tell my, my clients, when you don't know what to do, you do nothing. Yes. Right. When you don't know what to do, you do nothing. You sit still and you listen and you tap it. You tap into the source and you listen to God because there is something, like you said, there's a lesson within anything. And that was something I had to learn because I'm kind of like, what is going on? You know what I'm saying? And then I'm the type of person that's like, problem uh, i'm solution based like okay there's a problem boom, 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 and not necessarily my solution is the right way right so i feel like i tell them all the time i said when you don't know what to do you stop and you you don't do anything you stop you get still and you tap into the source and once you do i think i think i think people talk about like affirmations and you know um as or i call them mindset declarations and it's almost like some people look at it as like cliche or just something to say right but that is some real talk, like real talk, because guess what? It's you against you. And if you're in here and you're in this moment where you're feeling defeated or you're feeling like you can't do something or you're feeling like it's not working, what if, or how would you feel? Or what could you, how could you change that story, right? And stop using definite words like always and yep. never, you know? So it's like, you really have to be intentional and you really have to make over your mindset to know like, I can't, this feeling and this, this pattern, this cycle has to stop. So that's, that's, that's why I say it's very huge to tap into the source and really get to some tangible things you can do by affirming yourself. And even if you don't believe it, you speak it until you do mm -hmm. like, right. Until it's like, okay, convince yourself. right? <laughs> like, no, for real. Because it's not, I can't take the negativity. I can't take the, woe it's me because we, everybody got stuff going on. Everybody. Everybody. And so, yeah. So I, I, what is your take on like affirmations and, you know, declarations and gratitude? Well, that's interesting that you asked that because that was like one of the key things that helped me in my transformation. So I always say that I got like saved, saved in 2018 is when I like really started taking my relationship with God serious. And there was a moment um, with my husband, we were having a little ratchet issue. Mm -hmm. And I just remember like crying, crying, crying at home one day, just 
so sad, just so frustrated. And I don't know if you remember the show Being Mary Jane with Gabrielle mm -hmm. Union. Mm -hmm. So she would have some scenes. Well, at the beginning of each show, there was a quote that would come up. But mm -hmm. I remember that there were certain scenes where she would put sticky notes up mm -hmm. around her house with quotes, like in the bathroom, in the kitchen. So as I'm like bawling, crying, I just remember Googling or on Pinterest, just looking up like encouraging quotes or whatever. And I just wrote, just wrote, wrote, wrote on so many sticky notes and put them up in the mirror of my bathroom. Mm -hmm. And that was like the beginning point for me, like read the, I'm seeing this every day. Every time I come in the bathroom, I'm seeing it, whether I'm reading all of them or I'm just reading one of them. Then I started putting some in my room. Then I would write out scriptures in my journal. Like I just needed to be in the word or see encouraging words to speak to myself and over my life on a consistent basis. And then here I am five years later, like those words are written in my heart. If I'm dealing with something, I think of that quote real quick and it helps me to get out of that funk or to shift my mindset or to shift my perspective on what I'm dealing with in that moment. So I'm all for affirmations. And, yes. and you have to understand too, you have to put the work in behind it. I know we said, you know, read it until you feel it, but there's some accountability on your part too, sis. Like you can't just be reading it and then just be out here doing whatever, right? Yeah. And I think God's word touches on that. Like we don't want to be one to hear God's word and then leave and forget it or not apply it. Cause it's like looking in the mirror and forgetting what you look like. Like there's some intention that comes on your part too um like i shared at the beginning we all talk about generational curses but it takes some work to do yeah. that it takes yeah. some self-reflection and and some consistency so i'm i'm all for affirmations when they are done the right way when the work from the affirmation is being done on the back end absolutely i again that's like I agree with you 100%. Like you just saying it, it doesn't do anything. And it, and a lot of times people say, oh, affirmations or manifestation is not real or it doesn't work because you're just saying it. You're not even tapping in. You're not even, you're not, you're not tapping in with your mindset. You're not visualizing it. You're not putting in the work. Like your faith without work, like is dead. Like you can't just be doing stuff or just saying stuff and not backing it up or saying something because it sounds good, but doing something totally different, yes. right? So it- <laughs> I think the bottom message or the main message here is that it's work, growth, work. evolution, evolving, becoming your best self, becoming the woman that God has for you is work. And, and she's there. You just have to get to it. She's there. She's there. You just got to put in the, pro you got to put yourself around the right people. You got to put yourself into, you know, the right environments and you got to do the work for yourself. So yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you there. And I just feel like Right now, I feel like a lot of people are searching for something. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are looking, you know, for evolution, but they don't know how to go about it and what yeah. to, what's the next steps, right? And so for me, it's like, you have to have a, like a roadmap, a framework. You have to have something to follow, something that's going to help you every step of the way, because a strategy is just a plan, a, something, a goal a goal is just a dream unless you have some action steps behind it. So, so when we talk about that and just thinking about where we are, because it it's always we're always on a journey, right? We're never always. like we have not arrived. But always. for the for the the sisters that we are a few steps ahead of, right? How like what is the first thing or what is something that you would say 
um, for them to start with? Or how, how like, if you're trying to, um, to, to become your best self, you're trying to navigate imposter syndrome, you're trying to navigate your family, you're trying to navigate your job, you're trying to do all these things. And when, for me, when I get overwhelmed, I want to take a nap. <laughs> But when I but I have activated so much discipline in myself that I do it when I don't feel like it. But what would you say what, from your perspective? What do you think is your first a, a person's a woman's first step to becoming her best self and to navigating all those things? Yeah. So I will say it's one similar thing I've noticed in both of our stories is the connection that we had with women who were doing better than us, and I feel like the first step for that is. If you have some inner work or some inner insecurities when it comes to being around other women, specifically other women who may be in a better space than you or, you know, where you want to be, then I say do the self-work to figure out where that issue is. Why does it bother me that she, you know, likes herself so much? Why does it bother me that she feels confident in who she is? Why does it bother me that her standing in her truth and and, you know, walking out what God has called her to do. Why does that bother me? So, because that's something that I had to overcome. And also, like, I had a long-term friendship where I would notice little catty things. Like, if I did try to step out and hang with another friend group, it was, oh, why are you hanging with them? Or what you over there, you know? So, I, I feel like the people that you're around, and this may be cliche because everybody say it, but again, if you ain't doing it... <laughs> then you're, you know, you're suffering the consequences, but your circle really matters, man. I feel like God created us to be a people of community and imitation. And there's just things about ourselves that we don't know or that we don't see. Even with social media, I know a lot of people have, you know, negative things about it, but I think it's about perspective. I see so many Black people traveling and like doing things and going yeah. out and experiencing life. And it's just like, to me, that's so dope. I love to watch somebody's uh, snap or Instagram on a trip, like, what y'all doing today? You know, and like getting some ideas. But for some people, it's like, oh, she always going somewhere. Oh, she always doing that. How she got money? You've got to shift your perspective because if nobody's asking you to pay for their trip or for their house or for their car, then that shouldn't matter to you, right? To me, it's like, wow, this possibility is out there wow, that gives me an idea to do with my family because I didn't think about doing that. Or wow, that gives me an idea of something that I can do to better myself. It don't have to be exactly the way she's doing it, but wow, that just sparked some encouragement in me or you know, a, a um, idea in me. Mm -hmm. I know um, real quick, just a friend that I had, she's like real big on fashion. And I feel like I'm very basic <laughs> with my clothes, like solids, whatever, but I just remember connecting with her like, you dress so cute. Like, I just really love your style and it really inspires me. So when I go shopping, I'll think like, oh, would this be something that she would get? Or this looks similar to, you know, this is something different or, you know, exotic that I wouldn't try. And it's not me, you know, copying off of her. It's me being inspired by her stepping in her fashion and her her confidence that comes along with it. So Definitely your circle, I say, plays a huge role when it comes to that. Yes, I, I agree with you 100%. And I think that I think a lot of times women look at it like, you know, they don't even they don't want to big up another woman or they don't, you know, and I feel when women say, oh, haters and this, that, and that, I don't I don't identify with that. 
Because no. I'm not, I'm in a room where no. everybody's lifting each other up. Mm. I seek to be in a space where, and so this, okay, so 2020, when, when the world shut down, I was able, and that's, this is really when um, all of this became, like 2017, I started doing personal work on myself, like, you know, mm -hmm. watching uh, Sarah Jakes Moore and Mel Robbins and Oprah and um, Wayne Dyer and Les Brown and all of that, right? And then I started journaling, but then when 2020 and the world shut down, I really had a time to get back to like, who am I? Yes. What do I enjoy? What do I don't like? What are my non-negotiables? What relationships? I'm so glad I don't have to go here. You know, mm -hmm. I don't have to prep my mind. I don't have to think of certain things to be. I had, I was, it was just a, a pivotal. And I know people would care. I know people died. Yeah. It was, but it was such a life-changing experience for me. And so in that moment, one of my mentors that um, she, she said, there's two prayers that you, that she prays every single day in her routine. And she said, the first one is, Lord, uh, grant me divine alignment to my greater assignment, right? Mm -hmm. Thank you for divine alignment to my assignment. And then she stopped. So I'm writing it down. Then she stopped and she said, this second prayer, be careful because this one, if you're not ready, don't say it, don't pray mm -hmm. it, right? And it was God grant divine interference for anything that is not of you for me, Ooh. right? And I wrote it down just like whatever. And when I tell you, and I get goosebumps and I get a little bit emotional sometimes. Mm -hmm. When I started praying those two prayers, the relationships that I thought that I would never lose, yeah. the relationships that I, because I'm loyal to my core and the relationships that started falling off and the, the, the my eyes being open, so painful, but so yeah. necessary. Because Ooh. God said, you weren't strong enough to do it on your own. And you mm -hmm. started praying for my help. And guess what? And now I'm at a place of peace. So in my isolation and in my feeling um, alone, and I had to change that. You're not alone, right? Yeah. You're not alone. You're never alone. I had to really like get okay with saying, there's a reason, like you said, what's the lesson in this? What, are we, what am I doing? Why is this happening? And those two prayers, it, people started falling out of my life when I tell you. And it's like, oh my God, I would have never left that relationship. I would have never stopped talking to her. I would have never, you know what I'm saying? And I just, I'm so grateful for God because where I'm going, they can't go. And who's to say I would be where I am now had I still had those relationships, right? Because that's your circle. Those are your people. They, they, they. They're talking, you saying, oh, I have this dream of a book. Why are you going to write a book? What are you going to say in your book? Now you don't write the book, right? So I'm just grateful for that. And I think that is huge. And I think people have to know that just because you've been family, friends, whatever, for so long, doesn't mean that they're supposed to be with you forever. It doesn't mean that you just cut everybody off and don't love them no more. Yes. Right? You love them from there. You love them from... and. And if you can't do it on your own, pray that second prayer and God will do it for you. You hear me? I was like, okay, Jesus, you go, I'm going to have no friends. No. Girl, no, listen, that is so real. I can relate so much to that, but specifically what you said, if I did not let go of that relationship, would I even be here right now? And I feel like my answer would be no. I would right. not be walking into this purpose because- I don't think they would be able to to handle it just, you know, based off and then me trying to be a people pleaser and 
make sure that their feelings are respected and okay. So I'm holding back. And yes. and that's something I talked to my daughter about at six years old. We're, we're on it about friendships and cattiness and females. Like, oh, yeah. no, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Because I'm seeing patterns in some of our, you know, little girls around the way. But I'm having these real conversations with her at six. That's a sign of somebody that's not a good friend. That's a sign of somebody that does not support you or who is not going to have your back an xyz situation now does she understand it now probably not but i'm planting that seed baby oh yeah because guess and what it'll come back <laughs> trusting the whole yes i'm trusting that when it's needed baby that the the fruitation will will do what it's supposed to do but that's so huge and i don't think people understand like how how strong that matters like who you are around and i will say in my season of isolation like i had never experienced my relationship with God that way before because that's all that I had time to do I wasn't on the phone all day talking about what I saw on social media or complaining about what my baby daddy did and how I'm upset with him and, right. and even situations like that I realized certain conversations I was bringing their issues into my home questioning my husband and he's looking like what are you even talking about but it's those seeds Yep. I remember hearing something Miles Monroe posted, uh, shared before, like about talking to friends about their man not being good. It plants seeds and stuff in your heart. And now you're bringing that energy into your home. And that's not even what's going on. So I love it here. I'm grateful that I pushed past that hard season because it really was like, well, day, who am I going to talk to? And then you see all them still hanging out and doing things and you're not involved and you feeling a little way, but you understand like that bigger picture. So that yeah. circle matters, y'all. Yeah, no, I, I I love that. That's definitely a first thing is just taking a, 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 a refining your radius, right? Yes. Looking at the people that you're around. Like if you're the smartest in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? It's just all of that. And I mean, like, and honestly, my girlfriends, like the, the small, tiny blue yeah. that I have, they're in corporate, right? Nurses and, you know, in, uh, um, supervisors and managers and things like that. I'm like the only one that's in this entrepreneurial space, but it's good because we all have something that we can pour into each other and we all have something that, but so for me in my entrepreneurial space, I seek going to find like relationships connecting with you and connecting mm -hmm. with other women that are in that because that yes. because you got get it you get me even though they are my people and we're all bosses and we're doing big things and we're raising our kids and we're managing our families I still have to find my my tribe my community of women that are doing like-minded things like me and sometimes they don't understand and that's fine right it's fine because I don't understand right. nothing about anything medical <laughs> right right and sometimes y'all just need to get together and just laugh like that's how you're pouring into each other by yeah. just oh my gosh we just had a girls night not too long ago for a friend's birthday party and when I say like those stomach clenching laughs yes. like, like this is what it's all about like this is what it's all about you just being I just felt like a kid like a teenager like we were just so giggly about everything and, and I was amazing. like I just love this energy I just love it so definitely yeah 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 I, I love that so yeah so just I mean we could talk forever <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> we could talk forever 
But um, like right now, uh, I want you to share with your audience before we get into my this or that trivia. I want you to share with the audience like what, you know, how could they connect with you? What do you got going on right now? Yes. So right now I am in the works of putting together a masterclass for moms called Mommy Management Masterclass. And this is will teach you like my whole mission, which is to teach millennial moms how to balance self-care and care for their families without losing themselves. So I'll be going through and teaching you my monthly mommy management plan that I do every month. Um, I'll be teaching tips on how to plan out your calendar in a way that's easy for you to follow, to schedule self-care, to schedule time with your family so that there's this flow um, throughout the month. Because when I did a poll with my audience and asked, like, what's the biggest struggle that you have when it comes to balancing self-care and caring for your family? And the number one answer was, I don't have enough time um, to practice self-care. Now, I just shared this quote yesterday where I said, I've never heard a dad say he doesn't have time for self-care. He just does it. Yeah. So I'm trying to put mamas up on game on how to balance self-care and still care for your family without feeling overwhelmed and like you're losing yourself in motherhood and all you're doing is serving and doing things for everybody and and no time for yourself. You need that time for yourself, sis. The dads yeah. are having their time. Like they've got that plan. I don't know if they had a meeting or what, but dads will have self-care. You hear me? Yes, Period. Yes. And don't and ask no questions about it. Exactly. And you know, and I love it here for me because that's one thing I'm gonna do. Okay. I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do some self-care unapologetically. Because what? what I find is that when you come back somewhere, whether it's a, a, a getaway or something as yep. small as 30 minutes, right? Yep. Every, when you come back, nobody's dead. Everybody's still functioning and you're rejuvenated and you've unplugged and you feel better. Filling up your mm -hmm. cup is priority. So I'm, I'm signing up for that because I, yes. just, I, just love, I just love the management part because that's productivity and just being organized is very big. And I think that's, mm -hmm. that would be like a foundation for people because it's like once you can lay it out and know and make a routine or whatever the case may be, it will help you to relieve some of the overwhelm, right? It's because yeah. you have no, you're all, you're a squirrel all over the place is why you're overwhelmed. So yeah, I love that. I yep. Love that. And one thing I love to tell my moms is that, you know, not to say that it's right, or again, I don't know who made these rules for things, but as the woman of the house or the mom of the house, you are like the house manager, you know, similar to a CEO, you're the one that knows all the doctor's appointments, that knows where the social security card is and the birth certificates and all these things. Like you are the house manager. So when you think about like a CEO running their business, they don't just wake up and wing it. Like there's a plan in place that they have established and that they execute out to everybody. And will it work, you know, the first month that you try it? Maybe not. You may have to make some adjustments here or there. But um, that's why I have limited spaces for this class, because I want to give you all like that customized one-on-one -on -one, um, tips on how you can best plan for your family. Um, we'll also touch on how to manage your monthly finances. So how to work um, an Excel spreadsheet to keep up with your expenses, your savings, your bills, your paydays, all those things. Um, I'll teach you how to do that. 
um, as well as how to use tools that you already have, like the notes section in your phone to stay organized and stay on top of things, um, and how you can use social media. Like I said, I know people have negative remarks about social media, but I shift my perspective on how can I use it to, you know, help me and work best for me. So again, that will be on September 24th. Um, and it will be live and virtual um, where once you sign up, I'll send out the links and all of that for you to be connected. Sounds good. Sounds good. So um, all that information will be in the show notes where you can sign up, where you can connect with Atari. And what's your social media right now where we can find you? Yes. So on Instagram, it's at Tari Kaya, T-A-R-I-K-H-I-Y-A. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Tari Kaya Allen Butler. Excellent. Okay, good. So yeah, so I will be signing up and then <laughs> yes, I will see you then. So before we go, I want to transition. It's a quick segment called this or that. And okay. I'm going to say two things and you'll just say the first one that comes into your head. Okay. Okay. Heels or flats? Flats. Wine or cocktail? Wine. Beach or ski resort? Beach. <laughs> Roller coaster or lazy river? Lazy river. <laughs> Pancakes or French toast? Oh, French toast. Yeah. Yes. Panties or thongs? Transition. My young girl era, I was a thong every day, but adult me, I just want some regular panties. <laughs> I just want some regular panties. <laughs> Read a book or watch a movie? Um, watch a movie. Uh, makeup or fresh face? Fresh face. Coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. Dark men or light men? Dark. <laughs> and I got mine. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Pizza, I should have put like, or in between, because mine is right. <laughs> Mine on the dark side though. He 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 over the line. I love it. <laughs> That's right. Pizza or burger? A uh, pizza. Skirt or pants? Pants. Morning person or late nighter? Morning person for sure. Dogs or cats? Dogs. <laughs> neither but if i had to choose dogs. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay this one I, i'm curious about chef or housekeeper a chef oh my gosh that's like my lifetime dream yeah give me a yeah. chef yeah I can oh, that's up. definitely so the funny part is thank you so much for participating that was fun that was fun <laughs> um the funny part about chef or housekeeper is for me you know of course like i want a chef i want a housekeeper but i want a chauffeur like that's probably my first my first investment yeah. would be a chauffeur because I just hate like I just want to come outside get in the car and go period <laughs> everywhere yes I'm with you oh yes I'm gonna have to add that one in there but no but I want to thank you so much for joining us today this was so much fun we definitely have to have you back because I feel like we could have talked about so much more oh um, definitely yeah, we definitely got to do this again. And you're going to catch us live. We'll be live on Instagram. We have so. But if there's anything before we end, I always end with a mindset declaration. 
And so I want to give you an opportunity to share one of your mindset declarations that is dear to you or, you know, something that you use on a daily or just anything that pops up according to what we talked about. Yes. So my overall life mantra is progress over perfect in all areas of my life because as we shared before we're always on a journey I don't feel like we'll ever arrive at a moment until God calls us home so whatever I'm doing motherhood wifehood entrepreneurship progress over perfect I love that absolutely so yeah write that down ladies add that to your journal of affirmations and this is and don't forget to share this episode with at least one friend subscribe and um we're gonna let you go tari thank you so much so ladies remember that your past does not dictate your future till next time see you in the next episode